welcome back. You are listening to the Future of Sports Talk Radio. We are Truth Be Told Sports. I'm your host, Melvin. I'm here alongside my good friend and my homie, Michael. What's up, Mike? What's up, guys? Uh, how, how was your week going this week? Long. I left Long. that I left that Wednesday after I got off from work at four. Drove mm-hmm. to right outside Philly. Oh. Helped a but helped a buddy of mine. Uh, we slept all day Thursday. Helped a buddy of mine pack up Friday. Mm-hmm. We loaded up him and his girlfriend, so they moved back to Tennessee. Okay. I, dr- I drove home Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> took me 12 hours. Nice, nice, nice. Well, it's good uh, that you're safe and sound. Looks like you're sipping on something a little bit, man. What you drinking? Uh, some bush light tonight. Bush light. Like, are you taking a light then, huh? Nah. <laughs> I, we drink cheap at home. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. We get per diem to go out on the road, so I drink some more. A little okay. nicer beer there. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. That's good to hear. Um, so yeah, we're back on recording. We're back on our recording, John. Like we apologize to you guys who have been listening to us and that we have been kind of inconsistent. Uh, life happens, you know. Uh, as you guys know, that I just had baby boys. Um, I didn't have it personally, but you know, you, you catch the drift. Um, Mike's busy with work. Karen's been sick and jury duty, so Karen's not gonna be with us for a little while. Um, but me and Mike are gonna push on. Uh, as a matter of fact, next week we have our homeboy uh, out of Fayetteville, North Car- in Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, Jonathan Holloway. He's gonna be joining the show next week, and he's gonna be recording with us for a couple of weeks while Karen is out. So we're gonna keep this thing moving. Um, Still, if you're listening, like, you know, do the same things we want you to do. Like, subscribe, share, comment, comment on the page on the Facebook. We have two. We have the page. We have the uh, Truth Be Told Sports group. And then we have a Truth Be Told Sports podcast page. A lot of you, you see, we're getting a lot of activity on that page uh, lately. And a lot of you have been uh, liking the page. Uh, Just feel free to drop by there and drop a comment, drop a let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know what you want to hear. If you want to hear anything, if you're in the group and you're listening and you're, you're in the uh, Truth Be Told Sports group, write some, you know what I'm saying, uh, leave us a post and let us know uh, what you want us to talk about. If there's anything that you want us to hear, you know what I'm saying? Mike, you want to add anything to that? Nah, I mean, as right now we're kind of slow on topics. So if there's something that we missed, definitely, guys, uh, hit us up with something. All right. Give us a chance to educate. Exactly. Please let us get at that. Uh, so we're going to get right into the show. Because uh, the last weekend was the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. We didn't record about it. But, like, I think we uh, we we watched the festivities. We watched what was going on. Um, the uh, highlight or the probably the most controversial part of that was the dunk contest. Uh, and Aaron Gordon saying he was robbed. Do you feel like he was robbed? Yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about this on the side, but he did do the same dunk twice. Mm-hmm. Probably shouldn't have got a fifty for both. But I agree with the judges and saying that, or not the judges, but the commentators saying at that point you're starting to judge them against themselves. Mm-hmm. It's because them guys don't come in there with that many dunks playing to do. No. That, they're not expecting to have three rounds of overtime. Right. That's so true. It's, at some point, you got to just be like, all right, it's the same thing, but it's still fascinating. Um, right. He still, Taco's head was down a little yeah. bit, but he's still 7'2", seven, 7'3", seven, with his head bent, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I'm, 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 I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I don't think he was robbed. Um, he put on a good show. But the, the the problem with it for me was that the uh, dunks is just it seemed like everybody's doing the same dunks over and over. It was a recurring thing with the ball behind the head, and it's like, okay, we're gonna pull this one guy out of here. Okay, next we're gonna get Giannis. They're gonna so we're gonna try someone's gonna try to dunk over Giannis, uh, and then it became Taco, and it became I'm gonna put the ball between your head. I'm gonna catch it. I'm gonna do a 360, or I'm gonna do this, or I'm gonna do that. That took away what you didn't see. You didn't see a lot of lobs in the uh, dunk contest, which are amazing dunks. You didn't see a lot of dunks coming from like off the baseline or nothing. You saw the exact same uh, dunks, uh, like the setups, and it was a bit boring for me. You know, saying shout out to Derek Jones Jr. You know, said airplane mode. 
Maybe with Miami Heat. I'm a fan of the Heat uh, for Dude, winning. I, but I think he won by default. I think uh, I think Aaron Gordon lost that the uh, lost that dunk contest more than uh, airplane mode won it. You know what I'm saying? I can so, agree with that. Um, um, I will say the dunks that entered into the night were uh, juniors. Uh, where the dude alley ooped it off the backboard, he jumps over him. Yeah, that that was nice. That was sick. Uh-huh. That was sick. And then Aaron Gordon's one arm three sixty off the off side the of the. That was the that, that was the dunk <laughs> of the night. That was one hundred percent the dunk it, of the it, night. It, it took him two tries, but I don't care. I don't care. That like was... after you saw the first try, he was like, "Man, if he if he nails his dunk, he's gonna win this thing." You know, what I'm saying yeah. this is obviously the dunk of the night. Then he went out and nailed it on the second try, and you know, so shout out to Aaron Gordon. He needs to quit with the uh, I've been robbed because like in the dunk contest that uh, that he had against Zach Levine, he he got murdered in that. You know what I'm saying? Zach Levine like took it to him. Uh, even though it was good, it's probably the best one I've seen since Vince Carter's in 2000. But uh, but Aaron Gordon, great dunker, amazing dunker. But he's just not. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he won that game. I don't. I, I don't think he won. I don't think he won that contest at all. I think. I can agree. Yeah. Um, did you watch any of the All Star game? I did. I, I caught the majority of it. Okay. Um, what did you think of the concept? The new concept. Man, uh, it made it fun. Made it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know there was new content coming into it, so I was a little confused at first. So I caught on. Right. And uh, but I like the charities. I love the idea of charities. Right. Um, I, I'm definitely a charity person like I think they deserve them so having them guys go out and compete and win money for charities mm-hmm. I, I always love that concept of stuff mm-hmm. but I loved the the funness of quarters one two and three right and then the, you know, said it became really serious in the fourth quarter then, then fourth quarter became let's it's a game it, yeah. it kind of had like that uh, that playoff feel to it you know what I'm saying the fourth quarter definitely did it had, it had they were they were they were playing hard-nosed basketball. And they were letting them play. And they were letting them hard fouls. Yeah, those were some hard <laughs> fouls. They played through it. Um, and it was great. Uh, the, you know, you know I, they had the concept of like them picking the teams. Do you, do you, do you like that as like opposed that. to the East to the West? I like the picking. You like um, let's, let's face it, guys. I mean, it, it was almost an East versus West deal. Uh-huh. Just... Because the East guys know their East players, mm-hmm. the West guys know the West players. Right. But you still know who's good and who's not. Right. Or who's good and who's. They're all good. They're, they're, yeah, NBA they're all stars, players. obviously, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like the picking because, I mean, who really wants to see Chris Paul, LeBron James, James Harden, Russell Westbrook every year on the same, Anthony Davis on the same team right. every year? Yeah. Just running out and taking on. What? Who's in the East now? Giannis. Yeah, yeah. Giannis in Octacupa. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you don't have that because, um, yeah, like, all the talent's pretty much out west now. Yeah. And um, everybody's moving west. Everybody's moving west. Like, yeah, Kimball Walker had like he arguably could have won uh, MVP. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, I was it wasn't even Kawhi would have broke the three record. Me too. Me too. I was kind of pulling for him for that because, like, uh, he was he, he caught them. He caught fire early. Like in the first quarter, and he had dropped like four in the fourth quarter. First quarter, and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna break this record." And then he started missing them, and I'm like, "Damn it, man! Come on now, like, like let's keep it together." Uh, I think he went eight for eight for thirteen, eight for or thirteen, something. Or something like that. And he tied the uh, the all time record, and he uh, he won. No, he didn't tie the all time record. No, he, he, Paul George has it with nine. Oh, did he? Oh, damn, that's right, that's right, that's right. I thought he did. I thought he tied it, but like he was um one shot, one one shot of uh, tying the all time record. It's because they're making jokes saying, you know, his teammates at home going, please don't hit this. Please don't hit this. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Um, there have been talks, uh, and I heard, like, kind of rumors, like, some people want it to move it from that, um, from that, from, from that way that set up, like, uh, the, the, the picking teams. So, like, uh, kind of like they did with the, uh, the Rising Star game, uh, USA versus the world. Because, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of world talent coming into the NBA now. Uh, speaking of which, Luka Doncic. If you haven't seen that dude play, man, you're missing out. That dude, leave can, him alone. I want him on the USA team. He it, he is a 
baller, man. And he proved like he was like even in the All Star game, he was he was holding his own. And the dude's only nineteen years old. Nineteen. Yes. And he's so talented. He's so good that you're gonna start seeing more of that European style basketball in the NBA soon. You know, it's early on. And since we're on the subject real quick, do you think the Mavs keep Luka like they did Dirt? Or do you think he moves on to a more profile, uh, higher profile team, a Boston, a L.A.? I don't think so, man. I think he stays I think he stays in Dallas the entire time. Uh, Mark Cuban would be dumb to let him go. <clears throat> Cuban's good about playing and taking care of his yeah, guys. Yeah, he, he does. He takes really good care of his guys. That's why he's... Uh, he's my favorite owner. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's one of my favorite owners in the league, too. Okay, uh, so moving on, moving on. Uh, this is uh, February is Black History Month. Um, we here at Truth Be Told Sports. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Wait a minute, I forgot something. Uh, we talked about the All Star break. We talked about the dunk contest, and that brought up our our as you hear. Uh, if you you know if you listen to us regularly, we do what's called the top five. Now we wanted to do it last week. So, but we couldn't. Uh, we didn't end up recording for whatever reasons. So we decided we're gonna we're gonna talk about it this week. Uh, the top five dunkers, NBA dunkers of all time. Okay, Mike. So what I want you to do, I want you to give me your top five dunkers of all time. Then we're gonna think about like a uh, like, and I guess like a uh, what do you hypothetical? If, if there were a hypothetical dunk contest. Who would win that dunk contest out of your top five and why? All right, I'm going to throw Clyde Blood in there at number five. I mean, the guy just hung in there. He's awesome. Uh, if you don't know who he is, go back and find some highlight videos. Who is this? Of Clyde Blood. Okay, Clyde Dressler. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number four, I'm going to put Zach Levine. Okay. Dude's awesome. I, yeah. I like Zach. Oh, yeah. I, I, you talked about him earlier. Yeah. I thought he I thought he won both of the years that he won. He's good. Yeah. He's fun to watch. And he's energetic. Yes. He's just happy to be there. He has a bounce on his step, you know, sense his step. And like he gets off the he gets off that floor fast. And if you can't and, and at any given moment, you know what I'm saying? Like he just takes off and you're not expecting it. And then what he does with that ball is is, is amazing. Go ahead. So number three. Mm-hmm. I'm asterisk. I'm, I'm putting an asterisk by this one because I want him. In, I want him in his prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe. Kobe. Okay. Like like the year he won it as a rookie. Oh man! Like that was a trash like dunk contest though. But he still came back. Even the next times he went in it, he he threw down. He had better competition. He uh, he's still good. He still got the hops. Yeah. And I think he'd put on a really good show mm-hmm. if he had. If you could put him in these five to go yeah. against, the show would be amazing. He, okay, you think he would step up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, number two, this goes without saying, guys. You are going to argue this one up and down, but number two is Jordan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can't take away arguably the greatest dunker of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, Vince Carter. Vince Carter? Okay. I saw that he, coming. He's been my favorite dunker since I've been watching the NBA. Right. Um, just what he does and the way he stares you down. Even after, like, watch some of his old highlights, guys, if I've never seen it. He'll dunk it and he walks towards the camera and just stares at it. Like, <laughs> I am the man. I am the man, right. Um, right. Hypothetical of him, I'm still sticking with my number one. I, I think Vince Carter brings it to everybody. And oh. I, I think the fact that he's a UNC grad, he is following Jordan and all that, then he's going to come into that dunk contest with every bit of mentality that I want to be better than him. I will win this. Right. And I think we would take it. Okay. All right. I guess it's my turn, right? So, number five, I'm going to put uh, Blake Griffin. Blake has had, like, he's, he's a dunk contest champion. Um, he won it by jumping over the Kia, even though it was the hood of the car. He jumped, up, he jumped over a car. It was the first time done. Now, didn't he catch it out of the, somebody standing out of the yeah, sunroof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry Davis was in the sunroof, which was funny. And it's something, his little, his little head popped up under the sunroof with the ball and it's awesome to him. Uh, 
Number four, I'm going to go with Daryl Dawkins. He's like kind of like an old school guy. Like maybe some of our um, older listeners know who he talk, we're talking about. But Chocolate Thunder used to bring that thunder. He was breaking back wars before Shaquille O'Neal was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Before Shaq was even thought it was, was, was thought it was cool. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to look that up. Darren, I don't know who he is. Chocolate Thunder, man, you got to look him up, bro. That dude was amazing. And he just did it, it with power and he had a certain finesse with his uh, with his dunking ability too. That was uh, that was pretty dope. Uh, number three, I'm gonna have to go um, Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins, uh, he, I think, uh, had that dunk contest in 1988 not been in Chicago, he he could have easily won that dunk contest. Could have easily beaten Michael Jordan and won that dunk contest. Um. I'm gonna have to put the, they call the, they call the man the human highlight film for a reason, and I remember watching him play uh, back in the '80s and just like his from everything from his in-game dunks to like Ben, you know, saying uh, will we'll be there. Um, speaking of a really good in-game dunking that we never really got a chance to see him perform in a uh, like in a dunk contest, the Ray Man Sean Kemp in Seattle. Yo, know, back when he was in Seattle, I'm talking like before he had all the kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> that dude can get off and like he would go up with he, fearless. He would dunk on. I remember he I forget the kid from Golden State. He dunked on. He kind of cuffed it. It was in the playoffs. Threw it down. Pointed at my man. <laughs> walked off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, number my number one dunker. Uh, I will put in that contest would be uh, like you said Vince Carter. Uh, I rewatched that 2000 dunk contest like uh, not long ago. I think it was like last week. I was watching it, and the things that guy was doing, man, uh, was never seen before, like ever. Like even like the 360 windmill off the off the off the uh, reverse foot. Uh, that that was his first dunk of the, of the night. So yeah. it set the tone, you know what I'm saying? Like he kind of just came up, did it, and like walked away, and people were like, "Yo, what's what's going on here?" And then he did the honey dip one, where he put the one in his el- you know, it's the elbow in the rim, yeah. and a lot of people didn't realize that's what he did until you saw the replay. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Until you saw the replay, and. um just that dunk contest alone was like pretty, pretty. It was really impressive. His performance in that dunk contest was really impressive. Uh, if I had to pick a winner, which man, it's probably like the toughest thing. And if you notice, I I didn't put Michael Jordan in, in my dunk contest. That's kind of hard. Like he's obviously an honorable mention, but it's kind of hard to to leave him out with that because he was such a great dunker himself. But like I said. Had that dunk contest not been in Chicago in '88, he would have lost. I get that. Um, he would have lost to. Uh, so my winner, I'm gonna have to go with Dominique. I'm gonna have to go with Dominique Wilkins. Like I'm gonna give Dominique the, uh, the dunk contest that he deserved. So okay. that's where I'm at with that. And if you don't like it, guys, hit us up in the comments. If you got your own dunk. You know what I'm saying? Your own top five for your own dunkers. Um, put that in the comments. As a matter of fact, if you want to, Mike, uh, go ahead and drop that. You know what I'm saying? Make a post about it and put that in the uh, put that in the group. And right. uh, we can uh, we can we, we can talk about it there of uh, too, you know, with all of our, our listeners. So you you did a you did a in uh, game dunking. Tracy McGrady. Tracy in-game. McGrady was a really good in game dunking. He was like he he made the throwing off the backboard like uh yeah, but he made that famous. There's several in-game dunkers that are good. Now, mind you, they don't get all these guys don't get in the dunk contest for different reasons. Either they're not asked or they turn it down. So right. remember, we want just the dunk contest. You can honorable mention people if you want, but give us your top five and a winner. Yeah, give us the top five and a winner. All right. Uh, so moving on, we brought up Black History Month. Brought up is Black History Month, and we wanted to kind of hear a truth be told. We at Truth Be Told want to kind of shed a little light on the lesser known athletes. At the same time, 
every year Black History rolls around, they talk about the same same black athletes. You get Michael Jordan, you get uh, uh, Jackie Robinson, you get you get a lot of Jackie Robinson, you get Hank Aaron. You know, saying people start talking about LeBron James and everybody else. But we kind of want we here at Jupiter Sports Podcast. We want to. We want to switch it up a little bit. We want to talk about some athletes that you probably didn't know about at all or uh, knew about and didn't know really. So Mike has a really interesting story. And I'm going to let him take it away right now and talk to you about his uh, his athletes that he, uh, he was discussing with you guys. So before we get into my athlete, guys, LeBron James is talked about. I want to understand something. I, I talk a lot. I give LeBron a lot of crap. I, I think he's a great athlete. But what the man does off the court with his finances, with taking care of people. He deserves credit for that all day long. He is oh, yeah. he's a great example of an athlete giving back. Now, my athlete is Myron Rowland, former safety of the Florida State Seminoles and Tennessee Titans. Okay. So I was watching a game his senior year, which would have been 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2009, 2000. 2008, 2009, and they were talking about him being a top, potential top 10 pick, probably the first safety off the board. Uh, Mel Kuyper's number one overall safety, just and he could also play corner. <clears throat> but they were talking about it, and they said he's not going to go to the NFL. And I'm thinking, you're a top 10 pick, why would you not go? And then they got to explaining that he was awarded the Rhodes Scholar. If you don't know what the Rhodes Scholarship is, it's the Oxford it's overseas, England, those y'all don't know well. It's it's not a scholarship that you're just they give one a year out. Yeah. And, and he earned it. Yeah, he they get they, they get that they get it out to like somebody uh who like just academically excels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this guy so that's a that's a really prestigious award. I want you guys to understand that's a really prestigious award to uh to be to be given. Um yeah, I, I mean, there's, I really don't know what I could compare it to, but he literally turned down multi, multi years of six figures. As mm. The guy was a safety. Mm. You know, he hit hard. It was in the transitioning years of stop leading with your head. Mm. And like Melvin and I were talking earlier, I don't mean this to be negative anyway, but if you're a safety, a linebacker, in a position where you're hitting people, you're damaging your brain. We're seeing it more and more and more now. Right. So this guy's been playing safety probably his whole life, or at least high school, and uh, mm-hmm. and he just got awarded this scholarship. Mm-hmm. He went on, took the scholarship. He got finished in Oxford. He went back to Florida State's College of Medicine, finished up there. After he finished the scholarship, he went on to play in the NFL for three years. With right. the Titans and the Steelers. He's mm-hmm. on the Steelers practice squad or whatever. Um, for 2012, 2010, 2011, he was the Titans. But then he went back to the Florida State's College of Medicine. He is now currently a Harvard School of Medicine uh, doing his residency for neurosurgery. Mm-hmm. Guys, neurosurgery, brain, brain. nervous yeah. system. Tell you. It, it's. It controls your body. Your heart yeah. makes everything go. Yeah. The nerves tell it what to do. Exactly. Um, yeah, think about this. I mean, I showed. I actually showed him on the page the other day because he's actually an example I use a lot. Right. Even outside of the sports page, because it is awesome. I mean, he's 33 years old. Maybe 34 this year. I think. Mm-hmm. I make sure I read that right. Yeah. 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 He was born in '86. So right. He's a year younger than me. And yeah. This guy's, like I said, he's doing, but let's take his football aspect of this. And now he's going to neurosurgery. What ways can he change the game? So many different ways. I mean, the guy's is a genius. And like I said, I, he was named in 2010. He was named the second smartest athlete in all the sports by Sporting News behind baseball player Craig Breslow. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I think that's football, hockey, baseball, soccer, every sport you can think of. He's right. second smartest. Right, so I, right. I'd love to find out how this guy won. I'll read into that later. But yeah. Myron Roll is is a great example for 
Black History Month for every kid out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every kid. Make your dreams, but make sure you have something to fall back. Fall back on. That, that's the perfect. That's the perfect now. That's the perfect thing to say, because like a lot of athletes come into the league now, uh, they don't have anything to fall back on. They don't have a really like good degree. That's why you see a lot of them going into like uh, uh, being an analyst or doing things like that. So you know, shout out to. Uh, Shout out to you know to Marlon Roll. Uh, we, we salute you here at Truth Be Told Sports. Um, keep doing your thing, my guy. And we look forward to seeing like big things coming from you uh, in the future. Um, my person I'm gonna do is Frederick Douglass uh, Pollard, aka Fritz. Uh, that's what he was known as amongst friends. Um, Pollard was one of the two, along with Bobby Marshall, first NFL. A black NFL players. Um, he broke into the league back in the 1920s. Um, he was a pioneer member uh, of, of the Walter Camp. Uh, you know, so he was one of the pioneers to receive that the Walter Camp uh, award for you know that's the best halfbacks in the country. Uh, relief, uh, awarded on the collegiate level. Um, he goes on uh, to have a. Goes on to have a uh, he graduated from Brown. Uh, goes on to have a career with the uh, uh, start bringing his career with the Akron Pros. Uh, he played a few other places like with in Milwaukee. Uh, ended up in Akron. Uh, but another thing that's really unique about Mr. Pollard, like in his contributions of, of breaking down race barriers as a player, he also did it as a coach, becoming the first African American coach in NFL history with the uh, with with Lincoln. Uh, Back, well, I'm sorry, with uh, with Akron back in 1921, he was a player coach, uh, with that. So he's won won a couple of awards, uh, consensus all American, he's been all pro. Uh, some of his NFL highlights, he rushed 16 touchdowns, threw for, uh, caught two of them. Um, he was just a pioneer in itself, man. Like, he used to do that, like, as a uh, as a black man back in those days in the 20s, where you People didn't look at you like that. They want to keep certain sports up here. For him to do that and have the courage to do that, and um, he paved the way for a lot of, for thousands of black athletes that passed him, and hundreds of black coaches that came in, including uh, Jennifer King. She's the first uh, full-time black female football coach, Uh, and she's doing that with the Washington Redskins. She she was an intern during a time with the Carolina Panthers, but uh, I guess when when uh, uh, Ron Rivera, Rivera, when he left uh, Carolina, he w- and became the head coach at uh, uh at, with the Washington uh, the the Redskins, he brought her with her and he hired her on full time. Man, so shout out to that queen as well. Yeah, um, that's that's pretty awesome that he, he saw he saw potential. He saw potential. Yeah, he yeah. said, you know what, I, I want her on my staff. Yeah, so that's good. Like so now, um, even though like we were both like we're NFC East fans, I guess like cow- you're a Cowboys fan and I'm a I'm a Giants fan. I know we're going to have a little special interest when the Redskins aren't. Uh, it's safe to say that we're going to have a little special interest in, in the Redskins and like when they're not playing our teams, obviously. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I, so I, I don't have to like them to respect some of the things they got going on. <laughs> oh, not I, at all. I, I, I can hope she does good all day long and hope the Redskins lose every game. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like That's that's exactly where we're going to go with that. <laughs> I, I, mean, um, I, I, hope, I hope good things for it. Oh, absolutely. Um. Well, that's, you know, so we want to do that. We want to shout out like some of our, uh, um, you know, prominent figures in African American history that a lot of people don't really know about um, in sports. Uh, if you have any, feel free to drop like stop by the group. I'll drop, give, say you, I'll you, give you another one. Okay, and, and guys, if you haven't watched it, watch the the movie The Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's that? Um, Ernie. Uh, Ernie. Um, I, I, I don't want to Banks. call him Ernie. Er, er, no, I want to call him Ernie Banks. Banks. It's not Ernie Banks. I can't think of his last name. I can't Movie think of his last name. Like, uh, or is it Ernie Wells? I keep thinking Ernie Wells, too. But that's a really good movie uh, that you should check. You guys should definitely check out, too. Because uh, we thought we did sports movies now, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I didn't think about that one at all. No. There, dude, actually, there was so many that I just didn't even think about. Like, uh, I watched, like, The Natural the other yeah. day. And that's such, that was such a good movie. I was like, how did I think about this movie? Uh, but, uh, even, with, and people laugh, the, but people the, laugh, but because yeah. 
what did he do famous? He went to Syracuse after Jim Brown and won the Heisman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we uh, there's a lot of black history in sports, so we encourage everybody like to educate yourselves about it, not just the stuff that they try to shove down your throat every year. You know what I'm saying? So do that for us. Like if you have any ideas or like anything that uh, any any black athlete that you saw that you liked and you heard about, like no one else is like give us some love in our group. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah, that's that that's that. So, man, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Like a lot of people did probably didn't know anything about yeah, I don't boy. You know, so I remember hearing about it when he was at Florida State, and I was it's, it's something that stuck out in my mind of right. forever with him. I mean, it's it's interesting to me. Yeah, no. So we're gonna we got the we got the Black History Month. Um, we've talked about football, basketball. You want to you want to get the elephant? You want to knock the elephant in the room out? Kind of like uh, Fury did. <laughs> Yes, we could. Fi- yeah, we could talk about uh, Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder. Um, man, uh, you didn't watch the fight, right? I didn't. I was, I was on that. Tw- I got that twelve-hour drive home, and I was okay. tired. <laughs> right. So you didn't watch the fight, but you caught the highlights, right? Um, I definitely made sure I caught the highlights. I tried to watch the fight. Uh, if anybody who, um, well, you know, a friend of the show was there. Byron Evans was up. Uh, was actually at the fight, and I was trying to text him a little bit, like you know, saying while while the fight was going on. But I had a problem because I was streaming the fight. I, you know, okay, if you people out there listening right now, um, whatever, we're not you know perfect. What I'm we're not perfect, you know. Say I never pretend like I, I just didn't want to spend eighty bucks on it. Uh, but I tried to stream the fight, and the problem was a lot of people had that same idea. So what it did was like it made it made you know sense slower to watch. So it was coming in in bits and pieces. You get like probably good twenty seconds of the fight, and then it will pause for like you know so it will freeze for like mm, 30, 45 seconds, maybe to a, up to a minute. You know what I mean? So I was catch, but I did catch the bits and the pieces that I needed to see. I, I saw the um, I saw the first knockdown uh, when you know when he caught him on the ear, and I think that's the one that ruptured his eardrum, burst his yeah. eardrum. Uh, I saw the I saw the second knockdown uh, was the body shot that knocked him down, but they but the commentary was coming in like uh, when the when it would pick back up. So you saw it would freeze and you see Deontay Wilder on the canvas, and then he'll he'll get up and you're like, okay, wait, did he slip? Did he did he get knocked down? Like what happened? What happened? You know? And then you saw the second knockdown. It's like the second not second time he's been knocked. It's the second time he's been knocked down on. Uh, he he touched the canvas in his career. Yesterday was like that. It was the first time he's ever been knocked down. I thought Fury knocked him down in the first fight. Mm-mm. He knocked Fury down in the first time. I mean, that was Fury's <clears> first <throat> time being knocked down. It was the first fight. So, um, so it the fight didn't go the way a lot of people expected to go. They expected Deontay Wilder to go out there and just like be Deontay Wilder. Uh, the problem is, and I don't care what anybody says, I've been saying this for months, I've been saying this for years, Deontay Wilder cannot box. He can't box. I'm sorry, you know, if you're a fan, I'm not talking crap about it. Please understand, but like, I understand boxing low, and I understand boxing enough to know that he can't do it. Yeah. Um, he relies on his brute strength He's a lot. The thing is, he's a lot stronger than people, and he's faster than most. But you put up, you put him up against somebody as talented as Tyson Fury, he's gonna lose. Can, and that's exactly just, what happened. That's exactly what happened last night. Can, can we talk about why he lost this fight? Because the first one was a draw, split the mm-hmm. decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Fury, if you watch that first fight. Fury looks out of shape. Yeah. You look at this fight. He was actually ready for this fight. Mm-hmm. He was, he's like, all right, I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. And he, don't get me wrong, guy. Like Melvin said, I, I know enough about boxing. Floyd Mayweather is the most boring boxer to fight, but he is probably the most technical boxer guy. Yeah. So, I love the brawler, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They're not so much fun when they actually get in a ring with someone who knows what they're doing and they just 
getting tattooed. Yeah. And that's and what was fun. happening to Wilder. And that's not um, fun. And that's not fun to watch itself. You know what I mean? To yeah. watch someone just like get beat down the way Deontay Wilder got beat down last night. It wasn't, you know, so it wasn't fun to watch, but it was like, I told you. I at, at that point, you. at that point, everybody who's a Wilder fan is going, let the haymaker connect. Just get it. Let's get a haymaker in there to connect. Right. Because if he connects, he's got all the knockout power in the world. Mm-hmm. But he's got to get it to connect. It's hard it, to get it to connect when he's getting. I looked at that last fight that he fought when he fought Ortiz, his last fight, like earlier this year. And I knew he was going to lose to uh, Tyson Fury. Because Ortiz was beating him. But he, 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 he yeah. Ortiz dropped his, uh, he, he, he dropped his guard a little bit, and and and, um, and Wilder connected with the uh, with the right hand to the forehead and knocked him out. You know what I'm saying? And that's how boxing is. Like you never really know. Like I even watched the Anthony Ruiz fight when he fought uh, uh, Anthony Joshua, where he beat Joshua. Yeah. Like Joshua was beat was beating the brakes off of him, and Ruiz just caught him one good time. And that's all it takes. And that's but, all it, that's all it really takes. But you know, you had two you had you had technical boxers there. Here you got a boxer and a brawler. Yeah, you got a boxer and a brawler. Gonna, the boxer. only time boxer and brawler didn't work was with Tyson. Mm, but Tyson and was a boxer though. He when he first started, he was a street brawler. He, he was still learning. He was yeah. a brawler, mm. but he was a let me get in your face. He went to his opponent. Yeah. He he got in his arm's reach. Right. He didn't let the opponent get in theirs. He stayed in their grill. Whereas Wilder kind of stays back and tries. He's got long arms, I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you're fighting another guy with long arms. You can't. You got to get inside. Tyson stayed in their grill. And mm-hmm. that's what that's what won him a lot of fights, honestly. And then he became a, a technical boxer. And then he let, what's his name, get in his head and scream all up. Yeah. Uh, John King. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh. Yeah. That's what happened with that. That was crazy. The uh, that whole fight was like it's like I don't want to say you saw it coming. Once the, you know, so once you see the end results, but you're still shocked. So you know what I'm saying? But how still, hard do you got to get punched in the ear to bust your eardrums? Really hard. Really hard. And then like, oh, did you see the uh, him lick the blood off his neck? That was that was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that was disgusting, but like, yo, he it, it was just a sign of his dominance. And that whole I'm fight. not I'm not blood squeamish. I'm not anything mm-hmm. that I'll I'll you know put mm-hmm. my finger if I cut my finger or something I'll put my mouth. On. I'm mm-hmm. not licking somebody else's freaking blood. <laughs> <laughs> that was gross. It was, and he did it twice, and, and that's what made it. That's what that's what made it even worse. You know, he did it twice. And they slowed it down and he like showed him licking. I was like, wow. Uh, Deontay Wilder, like, um, my advice for him is to get back in the gym and, and, and hit those uh, hit those fundamentals. I mean, he's going to have, um, because he's a former champion, his his, uh, his rematch clause is going to be reenacted. It's going to be enacted, obviously. Uh, but he is going to have to. He's gonna have to wait though. He's gonna have to wait because the fight that everybody wants to see now is Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. Yeah, not only that, he's, he's they're not gonna let him box to his eardrum heels anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, if the if the boxing commission allows that, I would be shocked. Uh, that's a health risk. It's a mm-hmm. Pretty bad health risk. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so like, uh, hope you know, so hope he has like a speedy recovery. Um, and it's back in there soon, but like, yeah, as soon as he can get to like boxing, return return to boxing activities, he's gonna have to like sharpen up on his uh, his fundamentals because his fundamentals were not there. His fundamentals are never really there because he's such a brawler. He's such because he's such a brawler, so um, we have to keep that going. All right, so this is uh, moving on past that. It's getting close to that fun time of the year for me, uh, especially with sports. Uh, baseball, spring training has started this week. 
Um, of course, and a lot of people out here are talking about the uh, the Astros and going to that game uh, in Anaheim. Um, we didn't talk. We didn't get a chance to talk about this before, um, but the uh, but these players have, like have made some half-assed apology. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? Who's a, who? I'm trying to think of who it was that had a really crappy apology not too long ago. It was Altuve or um, it was Altuve and Bregman. And Bregman, yes, yeah. it was just awful, that was and that, that's really bad because I really like Alex Bregman, mm. and, and I was just very disappointed in his apology system. Right. Uh, fun facts: I, I saw a Photoshop on Facebook. It said it's a great time at the Astros spring training. And uh, <laughs> behind the H, instead of the Astros star, it had mm. an asterisk. Nice, nice. <laughs> oh, you've seen so many, seen so many uh, 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 memes and gifs being shared or videos being shared. My personal favorite one is the uh, the clip from um, Happy Gilmore. Yes. Where Happy goes into the uh, the batting cage, like to take hits from, uh, and people are like, "Yo, that what the Astros are looking like um, uh, stepping into the box where they're preparing for like them preparing for like spring training." So I thought that one was uh, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, Yankees, like you know, then obviously we're both Yankees fans. They look really exciting. Um, adding Gary Cole to the uh, to the to the rotation worth every penny. Worth every penny, and if we don't get uh, the, the World Series ring this year, then we know something's up. You know what I'm saying, guys? I have a TikTok. Um, I hate to admit that, but it's pretty fun to watch. It's actually kind of addicting. <laughs> but uh, the Braves, uh, the Braves popped up on there the other day, and it had uh, oh, what's his name, Acuna, and uh, how do you say Alves? Alves, yeah. They, they had them walking in with the uh, Bad Boys theme coming as they were walking in playing. No way, man. Hey, I'm a, I mean, I ain't going to hold you either. Like, I have a TikTok, too. I haven't seen that yet. I don't follow a lot of people on TikTok, though. So I, I don't either. I just watch up. the main page. Yeah, I watch the main page. Like, the main feed. And it popped up on there. It's pretty cool. Like, hey, TikTok. TikTok is bigger than Facebook right now. And it people don't, real, uh, don't realize. Guys, like, uh, yeah, it's got NASCAR on there. You've got the Braves. You have, you have a lot of sports on there. Yeah, um, we do. So you can you can actually learn some things on there too. Yeah, and those videos by... like the vi- the videos on there are like great videos, like all of them. I haven't seen one whack TikTok yet. I've been impressed by by a lot of. Them. I haven't seen yeah, one even whack the, even the ones that that aren't as good are still good. Exactly, even the ones that aren't that great, you're like because eh, you 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 compare them like you know saying every time every every one I see like the bar has been raised. And even there's one that's like, you know, a little bit below the bar. It's still good. I still think like it's pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hell, I can't do it. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, downplay these people like you know TikTok. So maybe we'll get a TikTok soon. Maybe I thought we about should. it. Let's do that. Maybe we should do one for the group. I mean, let's do one for the page. We maybe get a TikTok and we can do our little sports. Dancing things, I like the dance and stuff too. Like I like the videos with them dancing on uh, TikTok. So we could do that. We can do that. So we got a lot of we got a lot of uh, stuff coming up, like in the near future for uh, for for you listeners. Um, a lot of content's coming up. Um, so I'm sorry, I thought about this when I thought about NASCAR. I don't know how many I watch Daytona, how many watch NASCAR, I mean don't. Uh-huh. But uh, driver Ryan Newman had a really bad wreck. Yeah, I don't know if y'all saw about, that. I heard he was, about it. He was upside down on his roof, sliding, and he got hit in the driver's side door at 200 miles an hour. Sheesh. Uh, a few but days he's later, fine. yeah, he, he's now. I don't. I haven't heard the extent of his injuries, but he is out of the hospital. He's home. He's walking, talking, and all that. So oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. That's uh, awesome that's, to hear because you never want to see anything like that. I remember um, coming. I think I was coming back from overseas. I want to say maybe. Maybe okay. I think I was coming back from Germany, and I remember seeing uh, it was in Atlanta, and I saw the uh, Dale Earnhardt wreck, and I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was that bad. You it know, wasn't. Didn't like a, that bad of a wreck. Uh, it wasn't until I got home and I turned on Sports Center uh, at my when I got to my mother's house. I turned on Sports Center, and found out he passed away. 
Yeah. So I, I mean, I watched that race and I was like, I've seen harder hits on the wall than that. Yeah. To see uh, Newman, um, to hear that he's doing well after, because like his rank looked worse, a lot yeah. worse than uh, Dale Earnhardt. And like I immediately uh, was expecting for the worst, you know, saying the worst possible news for him. Um, yeah. But it's great to see that he's alive as well. He's walking, he's talking, he's doing that. He's probably going to, and ultimately, he'll be back on the track uh, and, and racing in no time. So, like, shout out to him, let him know our thoughts and prayers with him and his family. Uh, and we hope he has a speedy recovery as well. Um, other than that, uh, we can go on a little lighter note. That was a little, you know, just kind of yeah. sad there. Okay. Let's end it on a good note, man. We had a 40 something year old guy come out of the stands for the Carolinas, for the Carolinas hockey team to finish the game as goalie. Oh, was it the win. Or was yeah. it the Rangers? No, no, it was Carolinas. It was Carolina Toronto. I thought it was the Rangers. I had to look it up. But okay. he is a Zimbabwe driver or Zimboni driver. Zimboni driver. Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know all the hockey stuff. I'm still learning. I do like this one. But he come out of the stands with his wife because uh, I think he said he was on a, an emergency on call list and he mm-hmm. happened to be at the game with his wife. <laughs> so he, he, uh, he comes out of the stands. And gets yeah. to win. He's forty. I think he's forty-two. He's the oldest goalie to win a game. Wow. Do you know? Is he, uh, you, you, did you uh, find his name? Yeah, I can. Uh, let's see. What's? It? Let me figure out how to read. Yeah, David Ayers. David A-Y-R-E-S. Ayers. Was sitting in the stands with his wife at Scotia Bank Arena when Carolina Hurricanes goalie James Reamer went down with an injury. The on-call emergency netminder in Toronto. Ayers left his seat, got half-dressed into his gear. On the off chance something might happen to Carolina's second option, Mercer it. Midway through the second period, Ayers noticed his cell phone start to blow up. What he didn't realize had been, uh, Mercer had been hurt in a scary collision with Maple Leafs four. Kyle Clifford. Wow. So he's, next thing you know, he's sitting there watching Toronto, and then he's half-dressed and going in the game. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. And he, and he scored the win, right? Yeah, he scored the win. He's 42 years old. Nice. Uh, congratulations, my butt, my guy. Uh, keep, your, keep your hands yeah. up like, dude. That's that's like a dream. Yeah. I mean, you know what, what I'm saying? That's like what a dream. What more person like, can you get any sport? Exactly. Like, the stand, you know, they, they're like, hey. you, we need you. You're like, me? I get to come down on the ice and help my team win? And they win? Like, bro, like, you know, we've all dreamed that. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly jelly of the dude right now. Dude, I, I'm telling you right now, I could sit in the stands at a, at a Boston New York game, get called to come down there and play for the Red Sox and help them beat the Yankees. I'm still being static. It's me too. It's man. Professional, I, of course, like, man. I ain't gonna hold you. I, like, I'm probably gonna burn that jersey as soon as I get off. But I want to. Oh yeah. Every, <laughs> I'm probably gonna want to burn like every evidence of, like me in that type of uniform. But but I would be excited. I mean, I'd be excited. It's like come down and help. You, okay. Uh, all right. Now, I'm gonna strike that on purpose. <laughs> Be like a girl, be like a girl in a makeup shop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's what it feels like, girls. You know, what I'm saying like, like walking into Ulta. Like, I don't get that, but you know what I mean. I don't understand that feeling, but uh, I think that's. I, I think my I wallet think, always hurt when I walked into Ulta. Ugh, pow! Screw that. Um, keep it on the hockey theme before we get out of here, real quick. Just want to shout out like my favorite hockey player of all time, Alex Alexander the Great Ovechkin. Uh, scored 700 career goals. My man's heading to the Hall of Fame. No one can stop him. Uh, that's it, man. It's good. It's good. Like that's good. Like so, anything else you want to talk about right now? Like you know, show. So, uh, so we do good. Next week we have Jonathan Holloway, uh, man uh, from Mobile, living in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He's gonna be joining us on our Truth Be Told. He's gonna be with us for a couple weeks. Um, we got him coming. Uh, there's so much content coming up. You know, you got the Masters right around the corner. March Madness is right around the corner. Um, so be expected, man. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe. I'm also talking, been talking uh, with Anchor with e- through email about getting us onto uh, Apple Podcasts. Like, you know, so we'll be available with that. Um, with that, us being on Apple, it'll be a lot of people who are out, uh, iPhone users. It'll be a lot easier for you, for you guys to access our show. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell them how to how to, how to, how to find us uh, right now? If they can. So, I actually use Spotify. 
Mm. Um, just go into Spotify. Go type in Truth Be Told Sports Podcast on Spotify. Mm. It'll bring you up. Now, we're also on Google. Obviously, if you want to, uh, I think you can actually use Anchor itself. If you yeah, can you can. find Anchor and type it in. And I think it'll give you different platforms to listen to it on. Right, absolutely. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, what? Uh, Radio Republican. Uh, Radio Repu- that's the one I couldn't remember. Yeah, and Stitcher. Not gonna lie, and Stitcher. So, like, yeah, uh, just do us a favor, man. Continue to, like, listen to us. Show us, you know, so we, re- we really, we really, man, so, you know, we're humbled by the uh, by the support we've gotten so far. And we just, like, it's a small podcast, man. Like, we, you know, we're trying to, we, we have dreams of being bigger but but this is our grind work right here and uh we're, we're doing this every week for you guys uh because also we love doing it too you know it's what i mean fun. so it's it's been fun it's always it's always an honor to record with mike man and i feel like i've got to know this guy a lot more uh with recording and talking to him about the show like off the side that you guys you know said the stuff you guys don't hear or that you guys don't see, uh, Mike and I were always talking uh, back and forth. And Mike's like one of my good friends. Uh, I can't wait yeah. to have a beer with this guy when I get back to that side of the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, this stuff is nice. We'll yeah. definitely sit down and hopefully we can do a live show. Oh, oh, definitely. Most, most definitely, uh, we're gonna do a live show once, uh, once, once we figure all, all the ins and outs out, uh, out. So be looking for that too, guys. Uh, we're also. Um, Trying to find a good a, a new logo. Once we get that get uh, a, a pretty dope logo, we're gonna have merch coming out pretty soon too. Right at, right uh, right behind that. So, uh, like I said, guys, we really appreciate you guys so much for uh, for listening to us every week. Um, for going out there, it's always awesome. Like to look on there, like who's listening to us like now, like in what city and what what state? Because we're we're growing, and it's you know, so this is it's just it's really amazing. Uh, well, with that said, we, we did March Madness. Talked about that. Don't forget, guys. Everybody go Tar Heels. And y'all have a good weekend. What's the matter with you, dude? All right, man. We out of here, bro. Like, uh, we out. Rest He's got an ugly Duke shirt on, by the way, guys. Shut up. Shut up, man. Rest in peace, Kobe. We out. Peace out. <laughs>